0: All right, let's learn. We're holding on page, um, <clears throat> page 15 uh, in the Hebrew, towards the bottom. And in the English, it is page, um, we're holding on the top of page, uh, in English we're holding on, where oh, am um, I? How do we feel about it? Yeah, I mean, page 13 in the English. What?
1: Evan Cohen is
0: asking, how do I feel about facetiming him Are we okay with that? I don't care. It's up to you. I don't care. Okay. <clears throat> Tough. So let's just, uh, Chazor, what we're learning over here. So obviously, the Nakud of the Sefer is to Avedas serving God with thought. As we learned last week from Cheva Salavavis, too much of orthodoxy is focused on praxis without unfortunately, going into the Chayvis the duties of the heart, without going into inner work. And so Chayvis already wrote about it, and, and the piazetsner is coming to speak about it for our generation. He's, getting, he's going to get very, very detailed. So we've been learning over here right now, the Nakuda that we're learning is that he said that seemingly a person may ask, there are people that are asking, that seemingly I don't know, what does it mean? What's this whole thing of serving Hashem with my machshava? I, 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 what does it mean to serve? To think of God? Right? Which is really scary to say that people don't know what it means to think of God, to think about God. And, hi Evan. So, and the question is, what am I supposed to think about when I think about God? Because the whole point, Meneh Machshav is to, to train, to harness the thought, to think about God. But what does it mean to think about God? The Rambam, he brought from the Rambam, that we know the Rambam says, that you're not allowed to picture any form for God. You're not out of a form at all. So what am I supposed to be thinking about? And he says, and and, and he says, yeah,
1: go ahead. When I drive. I'm sorry? When I drive.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, because I'm not getting into an accident, because I'm sure we all have been in situations, I know I am, that my car has been moved out of the way, and it wasn't me, and I know. So I am always thinking about my drive. I know it's not in my control. I want to make that business call to get that new thing. I mean, so those,
0: so that's how's very, that different than what you're saying? Oh, very good, very good clarification. When I'm thinking
1: to the right and left, I know people that are sick, and thank God. I'm, yeah, again, I'm, I'm not making myself big. I just.
0: No, no, no. It's, it's very, No, it's very it good. sounds different than what you're saying. Sure, because here's the thing that when you think about the, when you're driving or people are sick, you're thinking about asking things from God but what about God himself? What about thinking just about God? Not that he saves you, not that he heals you. Just think about God. Be in in enraptured in, 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 in the thought of thinking about God. That's what he's talking about. To be able to, to have in your thought, when you, because right now when we think about Hashem, we're just this general word, which we don't have any pictures. So if we're talking about to be able to Daven and be able to really be thinking and keep your thought fixed on God. Not just what he does for us, but God himself.
1: I guess I have to hang on to the
0: difference. No, no. If, you're not, if it's not clear, I'll explain more. <clears throat> In other words... It's a very important clarification. I'm sorry I'm not, I haven't been able to explain it yet. So here's the thing. When you think about God as as the master of the world, king of the world, they're all descriptions, but you're not picturing anything in your mind. You know what it means to picture something in your mind, right? You know what it means to have something in your mind.
1: It's a force that runs my life. I'm stuck in traffic, so that that must be a reason. Get a flat tire, again, if nothing happens later, if I don't hear about a plane crash, I still will say, "Ah, there was a reason.
0: So here's the thing, but, but again, that's something that God does. Yes. Mask. Here it is just when you're saying Baruch ato." Now we say, what's the most important word in davening? Ata, Even more than Yudke Vovke at some level. Because Ata you speaking to God in the second person, God in the God essence. So just to stick with the Baruch atah, when you're just saying Baruch ato," what are you thinking? Not about driving and sick people. <laughs> You have to think about the atah. Who's the atah? name me mi atah omei. name mi. Who are you standing before? God. How do I? How do I think about God? And and I hear what you're saying. You're saying, what is that? What do you mean? What am I supposed to be picturing? Right? Why is that different than anything else? So that's what he's saying over there. that person that never that isn't isn't used to it will have exactly that question. So what am I supposed to be thinking? But I want to make sure. it's
1: you I think of a force that runs my life. That's what I think. I don't I don't need a Picture as much as it's a force running my life but
0: force isn't God it's something from God it's an aspect of God but it's not thinking about God right I mean just in other words when you're under the talus and just think about God not you know the Alter Rebbe said the main part is he still listening because I'm paused anyway oh the main uh, oh okay the Alter Rebbe said that the main, um, the main, it's not the main aspect of godliness that he's creating worlds. Again, let me let me let me um, I'll give an example. Of what I'm what I'm trying to say. Imagine you have a twenty five carat diamond, worth billions of dollars. It's a huge twenty five carat diamond. This huge thing. So you ask it, you show it to a child. And the child says, oh, a ball to play with. You show it to a person that doesn't know very much. He says, oh, a paperweight. You show it to a plumber and say, oh, I could, I could, I could, uh, pl- I could uh, stuff up my toilet with this. Each one thinks of another thing that you could use it for. But what are they all missing? What's the Nekud of a diamond? Not what you could do with it. What it is. It itself. Too often, we only think of Hashem in terms of the forces that He does for us. Correct. And so that's not thinking about God and God, to, to just feeling the Atah. Just being able to think about God without anything in this world. Just to, And he's going to say, he's actually going to use the words to elevate ourselves from above the world. To not be, to think about physicality, just thinking about God without anything physical. And so you ask, what does that mean? That's exactly what he's asking over here. That's what he's saying, what, what does that mean? Uh, my thought could think of houses, people, other physical things, but what does it mean that I'm supposed to be able to, to get myself in picture that I'm standing before God, God's throne of glory, glory when I'm still in a body? What, what does that actually mean, exactly like you're asking? <clears throat> and, he says that, that, and he says that that's a very normal question for people that are not used to this kind of thinking, right? Let me, you know, let me explain uh, uh, I wanted to, maybe I should. You know, there are people that meditated about God for hours on end, hours on end, just thinking about God. What were they thinking about? Just be, you know, being under the Talmud and just thinking about God. I know. So, so right. So that's what we're going to learn. So he says. So oh, some.
1: That's right. I would be thinking about the things I need. I want for the people.
0: Again, so that's, that's, that's the utilitarian is, aspect of God. But not God as He is. The, world, the worlds are not the main aspect of God. Don't forget that all of the physical universe, vis-a-vis God, is not even a speck of dust. So imagine that my whole connection with God is just, <coughs> just how He's running this world. <coughs> that's not having a perception of God as God. So He's saying, and, and we're all children of prophets, we should be able to have that. Right? Oh, Taka, then, it's speaking about prophets, when the Navim spoke about seeing God, right? They weren't talking about helping you drive and, and making a parnasa. They were having visions of the divine. And the Pizetz is saying, we're Bnei Navim. Imagine that you could do that and, and close your eyes, go on to the talis and put yourself above the world. Put yourself in a place where all you're thinking about is God. It's just you and God. I'll tell you a story, an uh, interesting story. Uh, you know... Are uh, you familiar with Zichon Moshe in Yerushalayim? You know Zichon Moshe? The shul. The shul. In, in Geula, probably one of the most um, most well-known shuls in the world, Zichon Moshe is in Geula. It's a real minion factory. You have minion of there, Shachris, Khamar, all happening at the same time. <laughs> yeah, right? So what, across the street from there is a farm store. Um, Gerson. I used to go in a lot. And... So one time I went and I bought a few books and then I went into the to daven mincha and there's a lot of people. So I put the books on the on the on the, the bench and I put my hand on them while I was davening from monastery. No one should take them, you know. So I finished davening. And some man with a long white beard comes over to me. I've never, never seen before, never seen after. If I was a different type of person, I would say it was Eliyar Novi. And I'm not that type of person. But this guy with a long white beard comes over to me and he says to me, when you speak to God, nothing else exists. Don't keep your hand on anything. It's just you and God. You're right that Part of the main ask, the mitzvah derice of tefillah is then to ask for stuff that you need, also, but that's not the main meaning of tefillah. That's not a shibalev. That's not what it means to be standing in the to feel that you're standing in the presence of God. So he said to me, as long as you're keeping your hand on anything in the world, you can't. It's not just you and God. The um, the, uh, and this is something that's in all the sfarm. I mean, the Haredim, you know, uh, the Sefer Haredim, in chapter 66, he has a lot of beautiful meditations. And one of the things he says over there is that once in a while, you have to picture yourself that it's just you and God and nothing else exists. It's just you and God. Not asking for anything, just hanging out with God. That's what, he, that's what he's aiming for. That's Veda Samachshava. So he says, so a person might ask, what does that mean? I don't understand. What does that mean to think about God? So he says that he gives a, He gives a very cute muscle, which is where we left off last time. He gave a muscle that the person that says, "I don't know what that means to think about God." What do you mean? Not just for things I need, but just thinking about God. Just picture, not picturing, but having this idea of God in your mind for a, an extended time. So he says, "If you say I don't know how to do that, well, I know is how to use my mind." I just know how to use my mind for physical things. I know how to picture rocks and houses and stuff. So the pizetsner gives a marshal that's like a poor person. Remember the marshal, poor person that knocks, has to knock on doors to be able to raise money for his family. He has to knock on doors. Yesterday, he, he has to go from door to door knocking to be able to raise money for his family. And then he has a dream, and in the dream he sees himself as a king. And he gets up and he's so sad. He's so upset. He's like, how could I be? I don't want to be a king. I could barely support my family. How am I going to support all the soldiers and everyone in the kingdom? Which obviously the possessor says that what he's, what he's missing is the fact that he's, he's thinking in, in his hasogus. How would you say in English hasogus? His hasogus, his, his ideas, is, is, he can't get out of the, the, the pauperness of who he is. Right, his asagas, his perception of what's possible, he doesn't really have that Billy. what's possible. He only knows what it means to collect money through knocking on doors, right? So the same thing, a person that's not used to using thoughts for spiritual spirituality will say, uh, what am I supposed to use my thought for? All I know is how to think about physical things. All right, let's continue. <clears> on <throat> um, page 15, five lines from the bottom... The um, uh, He cannot go to... What? We're in five. We're in five? Fifty page... Yeah, I say... Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So he cannot raise... And we're going to page 14 on the top. He cannot raise himself beyond his impoverishment understand that if he were king... The entire manner in which he would acquire provisions would be of a different order entirely. So same thing, the person that doesn't know machshav. Five from the bottom. He can't pick himself up from his poorness. To understand that the whole panos, says, everything will be different if he's the king. So that's what the question that people are asking. So now says the Piazetsner, naniach Bimatzav let's now so but this is a question that some that people are asking and let's let him be on his level bimatzav venan so let's answer his mistake let's talk to him and, and respond to what his what his problem is he's saying a machshava mukshara he you think that thought is only good for according to your opinion lachshav letsira gufnis to picture physical things dehiba atsm lefisira kergufni lo yismana khushin so you, you, so person that that you might think that your thoughts are physical aspect. It's just physical, like my, like my, uh, uh, um, like my senses. My senses only could see physical things, right? My touch, smell, taste. These things could only uh, have what to do with physical things. So, so to a person think my thought is physical. Isn't my my thought isn't more is is physical, just like my senses. <clears throat> so he says, but that's not true. Um, why is it? She say, I'm going to prove to you that thought is stronger than senses, and it's not just physical. What's that? How come it is when it comes to your senses? When it comes to the sense of sight, when you want to look at a very big distance, right? You want to look. If you want to look a, a parsa, you want to look a mile. What, if you want to be able to see a mile from here, what has to happen? Right? There has to be a mile with nothing blocking you. You have to actually be able to see the mile. But, but when it comes to your machsava and your brain, the size of which is only like your palm of your hand, the brain is very small, it's as big as the palm of your hand. You could picture 10 miles. Right, you could picture in your mind ten miles. So you see that your mind is able to perceive things that your eyes can't. Meaning your mind can have spiritual thoughts. Over here, it's a again, it's a thought of a distance, but you're able to picture things that your eyes can't see. So you see, therefore, Thought is not something physical. Rakshan noisal panet sir gufni. <clears throat> but only that it's, it's, uh, it, it seems like that it's, that, that it's only dealing with physical thoughts. If we're able to work on taking them away, taking the physical thoughts away, we could remove thoughts and imagination from form. It's a very deep thing he's saying here. He says, He says, in other words, so what we're looking to do is to isolate imagination and thought from sensual experience, from the five senses. To come to a place where I'm able to use my mind things that I haven't seen with my eyes. Why is there, as soon as you, like you were saying before, as soon as a person pictures God, is not get an accident, help people, there's a force, because I'm used to always defining God as what He does for me, right? Like Janet Jackson's song, What Have You Done For Me Lately? Right? So that, I'm used to that. So that's also part of the physical thoughts. But he's saying we have to work on separating thought and imagination from form, from having a form, being able to think without a form. Now, of course, that's a new thing. What does that mean? He says, <clears throat> "When we separate, when we're able to separate imagination and thought minatsura from form, that is the mind is used to thinking about the form that it received from the senses. But if we're able to separate that form from the mind, us tishar machshaver then we will have a spiritual thought, that we can't see it, we can't feel it. We can't even explain what it is. We'll have this thought that can't be put into words. When you come to this place, when you're able to train yourself, you're able to come to these thoughts that, can't, that, that you're not even able to articulate, so to speak. <clears throat> Let's go further. I want to get to uh, Bahlaal possesses oinen. We have to really krecht. Uh, how does he t- t- how does he translate this oinen? Number six. The next uh
1: how
0: does he translate it? I think complain or 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 bchhal Yeshlis oinen a person should, should could could really be sad. shall al sha'odum ko ka shagu behergoshalay that it's it's like one could really Weep over the fact that there's a person that's so sunk in his habits, (laughs) until the extent that one can't leave it. Right? We all know that one of the worst things that could happen is a person that's stuck in a habit which is not a good habit. And Pizashta says it's it's so terrible. One could one could kvetch about that a person could be so so sunk in his habits that he doesn't know how to leave it. And when he's only used to seeing physical things in his thought, So like we said before, he thinks that thought is also something physical and sensual. But I'm going to prove to you, not only are you mistaken in what you think about your thought, but I'm going to show you that you're even mistaken when, when you think about your senses. In other words, I'm used, I'm used to thinking... I could only think about what I see. Because seeing is something physical. Seeing is something I could relate to. Right? Pizzesco says, I'm not so sure. He says, Your mistake isn't just about your imagination and thought. Even your senses, don't be so sure. Don't think they're so physical like you think. We're used to thinking. Well, the five senses are physical. Not necessarily, he says. It's not like you're thinking. Why? He says very simply. Did you ever see your sense of sight? Did you ever see your sense of hearing? You never saw it. You never saw your, your ability to see. You never saw the, your sense of sight or your sense of hearing. You never saw it. What did what Raka said? What you're able to experience is what your eyes see, the things your eyes are seeing, the sounds your ears are hearing. That you experience. You experience those things, but the essential eye, the essential seeing and hearing, you never experience that. You just experience the result. If let's say you go into a dark room and you make that you're not seeing anything, (laughs) a kol nishma gam. Uh, or, 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 and you take away that you're not hearing anything, right? You go to a dark, quiet room where you're not hearing anything, you're not seeing anything. So, so your sight and your and your hearing will go away. Without you being able to see them, you know there's something in the today that's um, called a sense deprivation tank. Have you ever heard of that? I did it once. It's actually very interesting. You ever, you ever heard of it? What it is, is that you go into this machine completely encapsulated, completely dark, like mamish pitch dark to so that not even a crack could get in, and you're floating in water, and also you can't hear anything. So like your five senses are gone, and all you have is, is to be in the realm of thought. It's very, in, it's very interesting. So the possessor says, because when you're in a dark situation like that, you're not seeing or hearing anything. So you lose your sense of hearing and seeing. It's like you don't have them anymore. <coughs> and who knows who really knows who says that the sense of sight itself is physical who says that you can only see things that have a body maybe Gam Gufnim. I want to tell you that you should be able to see things even that don't have physical. I want you to be able to use your eyes to see things that are not physical per se. <clears> the <throat> Gashmis. the reason that until now you're having a hard time, that now you, you, until now you've only been putting in front of your eyes physical things, and that's why you got used to seeing physically. He's going to bring an example. He's going to bring an example. What does it mean? What is he trying to say? To see, but not to see things that are physical. What does that mean? To see, but not things that are physical. He gives an example. He says, <coughs> I've written about it in another place. Right? There's a posse in Mishle, in, in, in Proverbs. Chochmas Odom Tare what does that mean? The wisdom of a person makes his face shine. Meaning what? That the kol every person, you just need to take a look at your friend another person's face. And everybody, everybody according to their own level, could tell if the guy's smart or stupid, gasu, if he's refined, if he's grub, right? But in other words, we're not talking about somebody that's chokmartsef, we're not talking about somebody that uses Kabbalah. Generally, when you look at a person's face, if you're a little more sensitive, you could tell, is the, is the person an idiot? <laughs> is the person is the person stupid, is the person smart? Is the person, you could tell, is a person more refined? Or is he grub? You could, you could see it on the face. Everyone according to their ability. He says, But what are you looking at? That's not a physical seeing. No, you could see someone's face and see that he's smart, and another person you see the face the stupidity. But seemingly, what are you seeing? He says, This isn't a physical thing. Whether you're smart, whether you're stupid, whether you're refined, whether you're grub, coarse. They have the same flesh in their face. So what are you able to see? I'll tell you, one of the... Um, that's his muscle because that's his There's a muscle that I think may be a little easier for us to be able to relate to. You know there's a whole field of, a field of study, tremendous, huge field of study called psychology, right? Psychology. Psychology is a very big thing that there's, you could spend years and years and years studying what? The human mind. Have you ever seen the human mind? Even if you've seen a, a physical brain, you're not seeing the mind, you're seeing a piece of flesh, right? You're not seeing it. So but yet you could study psychology, all about the human mind without ever seeing the human mind. So you see that there's this things that you could use your brain for that are completely removed from, from physicality. And he's saying, he's trying to say that when you look at somebody's face you could see what, what, what their character is like. That, that's y- using your eyes to be able to perceive things deeper than what you could see naturally. Say that again. Using your eyes to be able to perceive things that usually you can't perceive naturally. You have to. It's not just that you're looking at the flesh. You're looking at what the person looks like, which isn't something physical. In Tanya, the Alter Rebbe uses the words, and and again, there's going to be a big difference between Pizetz and Chabad. But right now, for for, our, for now, it's 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 good. It's exactly what the Alter Rebbe says. In Tanya, when he talks about seeing God, in the end of chapter 42 specifically, he uses the words, Your mind sees through your physical eyes see. Your physical eyes see something, and thereby your mind is able to see it. What does that mean? Right now, you could, you're could you looking at me, you could tell that I'm awake, Right? and you see a person that's sleeping. You could tell if the person's awake or sleeping. How? The body's the same. Well, you see the person moving and talking, so you see that they're awake. What are you seeing? You're seeing the same body as when the person's sleeping. Right? Elamai, your physical eyes are seeing the body, and your mind's eye is saying, well, what am I looking at? I'm obviously looking at something deeper. That's uh, uh, said many times, the mushal that, uh, just to make it a little easier, the Alter the over there at the end of chapter 42 Atani, the Alter was saying that one of the ways to have Yir Shemaim is to be able to visualize God. And I'm just like the Pisetzin is saying, and he says, what does it mean to visualize God? He says, exactly like the seeing through your, your phys- the mind's eye through seeing the physical eye. And he gives a muscle. He gives a muscle which uh, about a king, but let me, let me give the muscle that he says it will make it a little easier for us to relate to. I know you've heard it before. The muscle of little Timmy. Remember the mushal of little Tim. So Timmy, it's a, it's a snow day, freezing cold snow day, and Tim goes out to, he wants to go out to play, but it's freezing cold with lots of snow, so his mother, he wants to go out and build a snowman, so his mother wraps him up with gotkas and pants and ski pants and jackets and snowsuits and ears and mittens and, and earmuffs, and finally, after a couple of minutes, all you see is like this mountain of clothing. You just see this little glob of clothing. And he goes outside, completely wrapped up like that. He starts making, and the boy across the street also comes. And he's also similarly wrapped up. And they build a snowman together. And after about 20 minutes, he goes in, you know, uh, the other boy goes in to get a cup of hot cocoa. And his mother says to him, did you enjoy playing with Timmy's clothing? So the kid looks at his mother's like, what have you been smoking? What are you talking about? So she's like, did you enjoy playing with Timmy's clothing? So he's like, I played with Timmy. What do you mean his clothing? She's like, Did you see Timmy? You only saw clothing. So your, your physical eye is only seeing clothing. But your mind's eye sees that it's Timmy, that there's a person there. Your physical eye doesn't see it, but your mind's eye through your visualization sees it. Through seeing the garments, you see the life force that's in them. That's how you could see God. Says the Alter Rebbe, that to train yourself that everything you see in heaven and earth, the whole world are the garments of God. God's light is in all of them. So that, so says the Piyazetz, the author says that's what it means to, that you're able to see things that haven't come physical into your mind. Bechol <clears throat> Inyan, uh, 16, five lines from the bottom. Bechol Inyan aliyah sa'odam, Every time a person wants to grow in serving Hashem, every time a person wants to attain something that's completely new, there's the stumbling block. That it's really hard to get out of habits. It's really hard to get to ascend, to be higher than my habits as much as we try to explain to him, but as much as we want to try to make him smarter. It's hard to, 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 to convince a person that the truth of reality is not like your eyes see. Right? Your, eyes, your eyes see a world, but really what you're looking at is the garments of God. Everything is the light of God. The whole earth is filled with the light of God. And it's so hard to change what you're used to. You ever heard of um, the author B'tzalel Naor? He actually lives not far from here. Munsi. B'tzalel Naor, he, he translated Rav Kook's Orot. Unbelievable. Anyway, he has, he has uh, other books. And I don't remember which book I read of his. I think maybe Lights of Prophecy. But he says they're a fascinating thing. He says, Living with Hasidus means... It shall, living with Hasidus means to relearn the way that you look at the world. In other words, when you were a kid... The world was magical, everything was was teeming, was you know, and but you, you know you thought things were alive, ah, so you get used to you get older. It's all inanimate objects. So he says, but you have to retrain yourself to know that it's not just inanimate objects. The world is godliness, and to get used to seeing the world like that, to be seeing God in the world in everything, <clears throat> not just in, in when when you know when a a small miracle happens or something like that. No, but to see God in grass and to see God in trees and to see God in people. But a per- he says the piece, that, so as much as we try, it's very hard for a person to to do the opposite, to come to, to know the truth, that the truth is the opposite of what my eyes see. And the opposite of everything I'm used to. To the extent the person... Gets frustrated and all of a sudden like this stubbornness, this, this hidden stubbornness comes in the heart. That doesn't allow you to even move like a hair's breadth from your previous ideas. We're going on page 17 in the Hebrew. So he's saying that, that we have this like akshonis this stubbornness. This is how I've been, into, been doing it until now. This is how it has to be. This is how it always has to go. I'm used to it. That's how it's always going to be. I to tell you, just uh, you know, you know, there's a whole machlekas rishonim whether you're supposed to stand for the Ten Commandments for aseret sederim when they're read in shul, right? Our is to stand. Ashkenazim usually most the ramam was fire brimstone against it that people shouldn't think that only the aseret are from Hashem. So there's always, you know, there's always been questions: Should you stand? Should you not stand? So they say the story that in a shul, you know, a hundred years ago, so there was fighting. These ones were saying to stand and these were saying don't stand. And there was this big fight broke out and there was sitting some old man, really old man was sitting in the corner and they went over and they said, hey, you're an old man. Tell us, what were they doing 70, 80 years ago? Were they standing or sitting? He said they were fighting about standing or sitting. That's what they were doing 80 years ago. Then also they were fighting about it, right? <clears throat> so this is how I'm used to it. This is how it is. I can't think of any other way to be. This is how this has to. This is how it has to be, and it's hard to move from from his, his original what he was thinking. This as is this how it always goes. This is how it has to stay. The ish Look at look these words. ish kazem How could I pick up a person? Uh, this person from above the world. You know, I'll give you a sneak preview. One of the things. <clears throat> that the possessor speaks about, I actually don't remember if it's here in one of his other swan, but he, he says he, to picture you going up above the world. I don't mean just like an astronaut in outer space, I mean literally transcending all the physical universe to picture that and it's just you and God. To really l- leave the comfort of the physical world that you're used to and just picture how it's just you and God. So he says, that, but how are we gonna pick this person up above the world? When this person hears these things that we're saying, (coughs) that are are, um, denying what I'm used to, the person thinks in his heart, he thinks in his heart what's this guy talking about that the world isn't physical what are you talking about that the world I'm I'm used to just seeing a world I'm used to seeing physical what do you mean it's not physical what do you mean it's godliness what do you mean that I should be able to see God in everything that wherever I look I should be seeing Hashem what does that mean what do you tell me the world isn't physical and not only that, but you're telling me, I don't even know myself. I don't even know my potential. I don't even know my sight and my hearing. You're trying to tell me by myself that I don't know myself. This person of the Spirit is nuts. A per- it's nuts. What are you talking about? It sounds like crazy. Crazy to be able to, 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 to think and picture things that I've never seen. But what does that mean? It must be crazy. He says, and This is the main... Lack you're not yet able to make your to ascend your thought La to a pure thought bleedsir Vidimun Gufni without any physical thinking at all, without any form at all. This is a little repetitive because you're used to that any thought that comes in your mind you right look for a physical form because you're used to only these type of thoughts about thinking of physical things and if not physical things it's not even called a thought by you it's not it's not even a thought it's not it's not anything worth. Um, <clears throat> tell you this uh, when I was learning in one of the um, one of the litvish yeshivas which, which I won't mention which but when I was learning one yeshiva as I learned and I was learning this with a chavrusa and and one of my one of the rebeim came over to me and he said he, I guess he heard what we were talking about and elements, and sviris whatever so he said to me that rabbi Rucham levavitz the famous mashgich of mir I I, get, I don't know if he was saying it about Hasidim, or whatever, but he used to say, himmel, don't scratch around in heaven. Himmel, that, what, are you th- what are you thinking about Himal, heavenly things? Uh, to, to learn a Blad Gemara. So Hashem helped me and I responded to him and I said, you know that every day in Davening and Shachras, that we should every day speak about angels? It's mamish part of our tefillah. Part of our tefillah. So you see I don't krich in Himmel. There is, a, there is such a thing as being able to rise up to that, being able to imagine. But this person has says that, that if, I, if I'm not thinking of a form, e'n z'amachshav I think it's not even a thought. It's kriching in Himmel. <clears throat> now, says the Pizetzner, I'm not saying that no thought ever comes into your mind. I'm not saying that no spiritual thought without form comes into your mind. No, o'ylohi. It does come into your mind. We all do have these kinds of thoughts sometimes. Right? We all, we all imagine things sometimes. We're all able to imagine things and go beyond things that we... That we, that we have these thoughts of things that haven't yet happened or stuff like that. He says, um, <speaking in Hebrew> But because a person's mind has a filter, right? Our minds have filters. That's what ko'echa mevaker. <speaking in Hebrew> we have a filter... That uh, keeps out, so to speak, that filters and checks all a person's thoughts. And any thought that I have that doesn't seem to fit the world that my eyes see, nears of the Mizuyafa. It seems like it's a fake. It's, I'm, I'm imagining things. It seems completely false. And I, I completely throw it out of my brain. I completely get rid of it. I, I chase it out of my mind. Right? It's, in other words, we do have thoughts that don't have form. But because we're so used to thinking that they're not real, that they're just illusory, we chase them out of our mind. That, 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 that filter in our mind doesn't let it stay in our mind. He gives an example. Kamay shireim b'mayche Like you see by a child. A child has a great imagination. Right? A child is able to daydream for hours on end has a great imagination. So enters in his mind many thoughts that are impossible. Like he could fly with wings. A child could picture in his mind that he's able to fly with wings. An adult wouldn't picture that. Since his filter in his brain became bigger or stronger, quote-unquote more mature, I that thought doesn't even enter my mind. When was the last time you had a childish fantasy of, of flying or something like that? We don't think about that. We laugh at it. Because the filter in our brain, the the critical thinking in our brain has gotten bigger. And therefore, I get bigger and I think that only in my thoughts could only, my thoughts have to fit with what my eyes see. That's what the adult thinks. Only things that I saw. And anything that, that, that's not that, that seems like a false thought. Right? It's as if, in other words, our mind is so quickly to negate those kind of thoughts. That I think that I don't have them at all. What do you mean? Picture something, think of something without a physical form. We all have those thoughts. We all have thoughts that are without a physical form. Form, but the filter is so strong that it right away chases it out of our mind. <clears throat> the filter became so strong, and it's so powerful. Does he rule over a person's brain? This filter to the extent that he holds back and he, he's scared of allowing what he's afraid of as an illusion of a false thought to even step on the threshold of my thought. and it's not that you're, it's not that you're conscious of this filter. you don't feel this filter. I just, I just think that I never had these thoughts. In other words, the filter becomes so ingrained, it's become so habituated, so ingrained in my mind that I only can think of things that I see. To the extent that any thought that's not like that, I, 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 I don't think I have such thoughts like that. <clears throat> and now when it comes to what we're learning, <clears throat> it's not that you don't have any thoughts, uh, pure, clean of any physical forms. They do come up in your thought. Only because the filter in your mind is so used to thoughts with form. And therefore this filter is chasing away all pure thoughts from you. And you don't even feel that there's this filter that's chasing away these these spiritual thoughts. So you, therefore, you think that there's no such thing as a thought and imagination without form. <laughs> right? There's no thought or imagination without form that's not holding on to some kind of physical form. <laughs> feels like you don't have it at all nikva um, But he says, Ube But and now he says the other extreme. Ube but the truth is, haisha a person that is able to come. And nikva boy means it becomes a fix. It becomes something I realize it's really a part of me. That what? That, that real thought, the purest thought Is without the forms of the world Without the forms of the world When a person becomes affixed When a person really believes this That true thought is not about picturing things of the world Page 18, we're going to page 18 in the Hebrew And he worked on developing And continuing to exercise this, this clean thought Thought that's clean of form he says um, So when what we're aiming for is that when this person does have this spiritual thought, Madame he's able to think and picture and see Lafimatsava, everyone according to the level. holiness He's able to have this visualization without any form. Of God's throne of glory, where your soul comes from. And, and the fact that you're lacking a physical form to picture won't bother you anymore. He says, <clears throat> What's going to happen? Only. <clears throat> if a person wants to investigate after his thoughts. <clears throat> what am I seeing? What am I thinking? If you try to investigate, that itself is falling. In other words, if you use your mind to try to be able to define what it is we're aiming for, that itself is, 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 a, is a falling. Because that's already also using physical forms and explanations. The You can't perceive your, your, the thought from before. Because this thought that you're, that you're second-guessing yourself and saying, what do you mean? What am I thinking? Uh, that this, this whole filter, this whole second-guessing, this trying to understand, this hakira this investigation, is weiter using your thoughts to only picture things of the, with forms, the, the things in this world that have form says, let's go to Azain." This was very wordy and he was kind of repetitive. Let's go to Uzain. Avol, however, Al Let's not jump too much in one time. Um, let's not assume that we could jump right away to a person that is able to spend time having this this good thought. In other words, I know that there are some people that it's not going to happen in one day. It's not going to happen in one sitting because I want to elevate all the people in our Chavra, in this community. To, to these holy times. <clears throat> to, to raise them up to holy times. It's, it's, a, it's a... The fact that he's calling it Zmane Kodesh, I just want to stress it again. You know, to be able to, to, to spend time just you and God, what possibly could be holier than that? He says, but we want to make everyone ascend up to these holy times. We want everyone to be able to come to this pure thought. So I know that you can't do this in one sitting. <coughs> like I said before, That that I want to always frame reference my thought to compare it to something of the world, right, that that I always want to frame reference always to be something in the world. This is something that's really holding a person back. That holds a person back from a pure thought. It, even, it holds me back from being awakened, being aroused in holiness and davening and pure davening that I always want to try to define things with, my, with a filter in my mind. In other words, you have to let go. That's what I was bringing from B'tzal Noor. You have to retrain your mind not to think just what I'm seeing with my eyes. <clears throat> he says, um, but if I always try to say no, I have to be picturing something with form. So he says that holds back pure thought, it holds back his iris of holiness, of davening. Now, this is really radical. Because that's is saying that a person that's not able to meditate on God, it's a pagam in a muna. It's really a blemish. A person is missing out in their amuna. A the person is missing is not having full amuna. Now, that's a very big thing. And year and, of Aven, of course not fear of God and love of God. In other words, emunah by definition means to be able to come to this thought. Because again, like you were saying before, if I, if I believe, I believe God is, you know, and I believe God is running the world and everything, and I believe God is giving me everything I need and everything, but that's not believing in God. That's just believing in a great ATM machine in the sky. God isn't just an ATM machine in the sky that lets me get stuff. I want to be able to think about God in His terms. If I don't have that, it's a pegamen muna. It's not really having faith in what God is. It's only... Pict- it's like, imagine, imagine, it, does it make sense for a five-year-old to love their mother just because she gives him hot cocoa? A five-year-old loves a mother. She gives me chocolate milk. She's nice to me, right? But that's not really loving her. It's loving what she gives you. A mature love is not just because what the person gives you, you love the person. Kavuchayim, when it comes to Hashem, it's not just what God does for me, and if I don't have that, I've gamemuna. I'm not really having belief in God as He transcends all reality. That I, I, I just meet God in the physical thoughts that I have of the world. Oh, do we have time to go further? No. Okay, so let me just give you a sneak preview <clears throat> what he's going to say, what he's going to go on to say, because he's saying, because what do we just read in this paragraph? That I'm not expecting anyone to be able to do it in one sitting. It, it's, it's work. So he's going to say the Pia Zetzner, to train one's thought at times it might be necessary to take use some physical images of God. Now what does that mean? He's going to say, he's going he's to explain it better, but to, 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 to have an image and then get rid of it. In other words, to be able to picture the throne of glory and then realize that the picture is not real, Then to go beyond the picture. But he's he's going to say that he's going to say that in the beginning it might be necessary to use some physical pictures when it comes to Hashem. I mean, the truth is that's what the neviim did. That's what all the prophets. The prophets are filled with with uh, uh, anthropomorphisms describing to God all sorts of things. Avada, the prophets didn't mean not just the prophets. The Torah, when the Torah says Yada outstretched hand. He took it out of Egypt with an outstretched arm. So you picture this huge outstretched arm coming from heaven, but then you know that that's not real. Right? So he's going to say how you could like sort of for a moment have the picture and then take it off. That's what he's going to get up in the mitzvah. will do that next week. Any questions, comments, witticism? I'm, I'm just you picking know up the volume. What do you say, uh, Evan? I'm thinking like if, if we had a creative person in the room, or maybe we do. If we had an artist in the room if they would agree with the idea that you know they can't get in the zone of ideas that are beyond this world. For sure, that's how great paintings occur. That's how great musical moments occur. Um, I, I, maybe not have childish things. We have to filter for some of the childish things. But to be able to escape ourselves is available to us, and 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 for sure in mean, the creative fields. Hundred percent. It, it does exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exist. He said it. He said that we all do have these kind of thoughts. We just are filtered. Like we, don't, we don't lose them, like he said. We don't just let them go and lose them. We have dreams and dreams sometimes can be completely ridiculous. Those sometimes fly out of our head. But we don't lose our creative thought. That's what I'm. That's why I'm struggling a little bit. and I'm also thinking like, you know, what like do you idea mean? Like yeah. Of well, what is this that, like I'm going back to what uh, Scomo said before earlier, um, you know, like if you have, like, ideas, I, like I, don't, I don't have a physical image in my head when I'm dominating, you know, like uh, I can have that. I don't know if it's pure mindfulness for sure. Well, let me. I mean, I, don't, I don't he's like going to get he's to it in an and... struggle. Like he gives an example right after you finished about this the. This guy that comes up to him and says, like, I want to see, like, I need a picture. It helps me, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't know. I've never come to that. I've never had that thought really so much. And so I, I'm i struggling with I, – I want to get to this pure mindfulness. I, I, I'm, I'm loving this class. I just – I'm just – where are we going with this? Because it's like – so let me, let me like just get... I need a tactic, I love a tactic. So I here's a tactic. Meditate, to to meditate on the example that I gave you. This is the example from Tanya, and he's going to say something similar later on. Mm-hmm. In other words, picture the little, the mountain of clothing building the snowman.
1: Yeah.
0: You're, you're picturing it, yeah? Yeah. And yet you're knowing that it's not clothing that's building the snowman. You know there's something in those garments. Yeah. look at the world and see God as the life force within everything. I feel like we do that. I feel like, okay. Right, yeah. Force. Okay, fine. I have no problem with the word force. There's no problem with the word force and energy. The problem is that it, I'm not looking at it as what it could do for me. Can you... I'm, I just want to focus on God. You understand? Is that, is that is that a well, good? I, like, I, I hear his argument. Like, what's the difference? Like, I can't figure out the energy that sparks the whole world if I'm focusing on that. What else is there? Well, I that? mean, there's a lot. He's gonna he's gonna talk about picture. He's gonna have also picturing uh, being in the Beis Hamikdash, picturing you know being in the but Holy that's of still, Holies. That's, form. that's, that's still form, right? Form. It's it's right. So it's a little hard for me to explain all regalachas, but like I'm like. Eventually, let's say you, you picture God as the, as the soul of the world, right? Yeah. And then you go and you say, but that light that, that vitalizes the world is not really what God is. It's only a ray from his light. Yes. And so you mafshit, you, uh, you, you, you negate and say, all that I've been able to picture, that's not him. And then you're standing face to face with that undefinable, unpicturable, unknowledgeable essence. But you come to it through having different thoughts. But to me, that's a void. What do you mean a void? Well, that's uh, right. Because (laughs) if if you say to a person, close your mind and think about nothing. So all you're going to be thinking about is, is this nothing? Am I thinking about nothing? So it's not thinking about nothing. It's not a void. It is thoughts. It's just not thoughts that we're used to. Let's stop over here. We'll continue, with Hashem.